having the, the inner standing that the earth is conscious. She is her own living being and an elevated consciousness at that because she chose to be an entire planet. And <clears throat> I, I just believe that the closer we can come to nature, the more that we can come into the harmony, the more that we can honor the ancient wisdom traditions that have been available for us forever. And I feel like we're coming back into that now with this kind of like ancient futurism and this age of Aquarius There's so much, you know, we can see so much mystery school trainings arising and so many beautiful teachers and, and herbalists and, 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 and plant keepers and wisdom keepers coming online. And really the theme is all the same as like coming back into communion with the consciousness and the frequency of this of this whole planet and recognizing that this is our mother mm. we're her children hello everyone and welcome to the cyclical living podcast a podcast that will inspire and empower you to live your full cyclical soulful life i am sara Dusalara founder of the Wild Rose Mystery School, a place dedicated to reawakening the wild cyclical ways of our earth, body, and soul. Enjoy this episode, my love. Mal Garrity is a mother of three beautiful sons, a wife, spiritual guide, and business mentor. With an extensive background in both medicine, ritual facilitation, and healing, she's devoted her life to Divine Mother, Goddess, and is a sacred initiator of accessing the God Spark within with her multidimensional channelings and grounded teachings. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Cyclical Living Podcast. And today's guest is Mel Garrity. She has been my mentor and for nine months and I love this woman so much she is fierce she is loving she is empathic she sees everything of you except all of you and at the same time has that ferocity of the dark goddess in her so I'm super excited to that she said yes to the podcast episode and to continue our conversations with, which has always been filled with depth and laughter um, and I'm really happy and honored and also find it very significant that Mel is now the last um, guest speaker of season two of the Sick of Living podcast. This is the last episode of the second season. I'm not stopping. It's just like I'm going into my winter break. And um, Mel is at the opposite of the world from me. I'm from Belgium and we're going into sewing season into the dark winter Amal is in New Zealand and she is coming into high spring and then into summer. And so as I'm going into my cave, Mel is emerging from her cave. And so this is just such a beautiful energy to close the second season of Cyclical Living with. And also speak about a very important topic that, you know, we have these two streams always perfectly in sync. Um, so yeah, welcome Mel to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure. <laughs> and I'm super excited to to yeah, dive in. I, I know it's gonna be a deep um conversation with both of us, but um with our bold nature is gonna have some laughs in it as well, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I always start off with asking the guest speaker um what cyclical living means to you. So if you could paint your picture and share with the listeners what it means to you to live cyclically yeah so that's such a great question and i feel like it's so layered i guess the first thing that feels true to me is to recognize that we are nature we are not separate to nature we are not um humans are not you know a parasite against nature we we are literally <clears throat> part of that world of consciousness and part of that ecosystem and recognizing that is the first piece and then the second piece is looking at how nature just is she just is she just blooms when she's supposed to she she you know sheds the leaves 
and dies and goes into the internal worlds. Um, and it's always overseen by a primal force that governs obviously this world and the worlds beyond. And to me, a cyclical living is being in tune with that primal energy and not going against it. And I think that that actually sounds easier than it is because obviously there's a whole lot of complexities being a human and having a mind and wanting to drive and wanting to push forward, um, wanting to do. And that can be against nature, you know, it can be against the flow and, and, the, and the ebbs that um, this primal force is asking for us to soften into. And so I think that for me was what I felt like it meant, you know, it meant this big picture, this big cosmic picture of how we can align our life and our ways of being to the natural rhythms of this world and beyond. Yeah, that's so beautifully put. I completely agree. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. That is that deeper rhythm um that my whole life is like really a mission to to anchor that in and as you said that many people struggle with that I agree many people struggle with that but I believe it's kind of like a template that has been brainwashed into us because from our natural state children do it animals do it plants do it everything naturally does it uh, so this is really like the great thing in the in the age that we're being asked to just come back to the truth of who we are and there's a piece that you you shared and it really vibrated deeply within my body and especially the pain body. And is that you said humanity is part of nature. We are not a virus. Mm. And you speak a little bit more to that because I feel like a lot of people that are tuning into the Cyclical mm. Living podcast struggle with that. You know, we see yeah. humanity acting like a cancer to earth, yeah. but how do yeah. we not identify with that and how then we transcend that and heal that Um which is definitely a frequency in the humanity right now. I mean, that's a really good question. Yeah, straight and deep I... in, you know, that's not let me straight <laughs> deep into the deep end, you know. No. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, the first part is is that it, it's a it's a program. It's a it's a false light program, having us believe that we aren't organically meant to be here. You know, the earth really, I believe, has been set up in her supreme consciousness to be able to facilitate this life for us. We co-create with this energy. We are not separate to it. We are not um, destroying it. And yes, there is a lot of when you choose to look through a particular filter, you might see destruction and um, rubbish and, and, you know, our earth being abused. Or you could look through a different filter and see reforestation and, you know, um, a lot of support going into keeping native flora and fauna. You, you know, like you can just hear where I live, for an example, they have like a forest school. And so all the kids are taught from an extraordinarily young age about the native plants and how important that is for our ecosystem. And so firstly, I think that this concept that we're not organically supposed to be here is being pumped out by an agenda that wants us to be separate from, from the Earth Mother Goddess wants to be wants to separate us from our nature and from connecting into syncing up our heartbeat with the earth's heartbeat and that is actually aligned with the divine plan is is when we come back into nature so i think that there's a real gender of, of separation here and then the next piece is that we live in a world of polarity of duality and that separation i believe and and that programming that we're not supposed to be here it causes inner turmoil like it causes angst it causes separation from this earth mother and also knowing that like 
Well, having the, the understanding that the earth is conscious, she is her own living being and an elevated consciousness at that because she chose to be an entire planet. And <clears throat> I, I just believe that the closer we can come to nature, the more that we can come into the harmony, the more that we can honor the ancient wisdom traditions that have been available for us forever. And I feel like we're coming back into that now with this kind of like ancient futurism and this age of Aquarius There's so much, you know, we can see so much mystery school trainings arising and so many beautiful teachers and, and herbalists and, 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 and plant keepers and wisdom keepers coming online. And really the theme is all the same as like coming back into communion with the consciousness and the frequency of this, of this whole planet and recognizing that this is our mother, mm. we're her children and anything, <clears throat> excuse me, anything that is um, portraying that we're not that is not aligned with the divine plan. So I think we need to use discernment because when we start looking out further and further and we start watching <clears throat> propaganda and television and, and all sorts of other things it just it just pumps filled with fear you know we're destroying the planet it's 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 declining at a rapid rate and blah 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 all this stuff and i think that yes we need to clean up our oceans yes we need to make sure we protect our forests yes we need to have clean water of course i'm not discrediting that but i think that there's a real layer of fear <clears throat> pumping up the um people and also filtering down um particular agendas that are serving others um in power that that are <clears throat> really causing separation um and humanity and division further division dividing us actually against one another for having different viewpoints or um yeah and i just think that we need to be now more than ever very discerning and even more in tune with the truth, like what is our truth? And the closer that we are actually to the planet and the, and the more that we are in nature and the more that we are tending to our inner garden and the outer garden, you know, that's actually how we make the changes. Yeah. Yeah. It brings up a lot. And, and I hear I hear your story about, you know, going into the, the, the fear can immobilize us um right and so i'm 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 definitely there with you i do i do believe that it's important to look at all of the kind of statistics and whatnot and, and look at the reality of the things for example you know no uh, as a herbalist i i only work with plants that are still here in abundance i don't work with plants that are near extinction because uh, i really do believe that we need to safeguard them um but i don't think the two contradict at all i think they, they it's just another way of looking at the same um, and I and I hear I hear that for sure about you know coming as into the awareness that the earth herself chose this story that completely changes the script and it's the same way but but then here what I do what I do really hear and that's my inner wise woman speaking is be careful of falling into the trap that um, it is somehow a fault or a blame yeah. right <clears throat> it's the same when when a human develops a cancer inside their body in the spiritual communities oftentimes there's a blame there oh i'm not living in alignment oh i'm not in harmony that's why i'm growing a cancer no what is it teaching us when you said earth is a territory of polarity polarity always teaches something it shines light or darkness on the other to put it in perspective to look at it uh, from a different lens and um, so this is also maybe just the earth experiencing herself uh, that is so, so incredible. And looking at like that, it really becomes a love story instead of like this, oh my God, we just, we're part of it and we don't have any control. And that's where I also, as a priestess and you're a priestess as well, is that our power really is about dreaming that earth dream, accessing that inner portal, opening our channel trying to still the mind, but taking the mind in because it's one of the uh, cauldrons, as we say in the Celtic tradition, 
Do you have any uh, Maori? And I know your lineage is Maori and also, I want to say Nubian, but I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not Maori. So the um, yeah. I'm actually Ethiopian is my lineage <laughs> on my father's side. Um, and on my mother's, um, it's Irish, mm-hmm. Scottish, English, and Egyptian. <laughs> so super, <laughs> super weird combo. But um, I just want to go back to what you were saying about the earth and her consciousness. And I think one of the, the key points that I want to make there is that <clears throat> the earth is a lot older than we've been taught to believe, firstly, when it comes to a little bit of um, science that hasn't caught up with some of the spiritual wisdoms that are available here for us to actually see and that we can trust her wisdom to be able to take herself through the cycles of descent and ascent um, through the shedding of of her waters through the release of of her earth, her earth you know and that um microscopically as as human beings we can't control that we can't we can't stand outside and stop a hurricane you know like we 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 seem to be fighting against Mm. her own journey Mm. instead of aligning to it and trusting her really trusting her like she knows what she's doing and i think that that is also a part of living cyclically is is handing over the control that we like that humanity gets trapped into Mm. and surrendering to the power and the wisdom of the earth mother of this beautiful goddess that that's hosting this life um and the other thing that i wanted to say that i think is really important is that recently um I was shown in a meditation, which then was backed later by some research I found, which I thought was super interesting, that um, bird, bird song, when they sing in the morning, you know, they wake up and they start singing, well, that vibrational frequency actually is tapping into the seeds in the ground. Mm. And it's telling the seed when it's time to actually begin to go through the soil and bloom. And different bird song has a different impact on different seeds in different times of the seasons. Mm. And they found that in areas that had lost, you know, their plant life and they didn't have as many birds, they actually lost a lot of the wildflowers and, and, and other seedlings from blooming because they actually didn't have this frequency mm. in the area. Mm. And uh, spiritually, you know, like in my journey, I've had a lot of symbology with birds um, as my guides and as omens and various other meanings to me. And in in some journeys that I've had where there's been birds singing around me, I've really felt the frequency of, of their song impacting my auric field, of actually harmonizing me and supporting me and recognizing that you know we have the the vegetable kingdom as a as a world of consciousness the animal kingdom as a world of consciousness the humanity as a world of consciousness even the mineral kingdom and the atomic kingdoms you know these are these are worlds their own worlds of consciousness that have life you know about them and that they all grow and evolve from one form to the other always gathering you know we can see that the the mineral kingdom then you know gathers itself up to express and transform itself into the next iteration which is a vegetable then that you know reaches its full potential and then begins to take a step and move and have consciousness like like an animal and then when that animal reaches its full consciousness you know, the next iteration is, is human consciousness. And so we can see the evolution and also we can see the expression and the contribution that each of those worlds of consciousness bring to this planetary system. And humanity too contributes 
spiritually, emotionally, physically, vibrationally, you know, like we, we are contributing and we, and we're healing. We are, we are healing at a, at a amazingly accelerated rate. There are so many powerful light workers, healers, herbalists, priestesses, all remembering or or choosing to tend to this Garden of Eden. This is this is it. This is the heaven on earth. And I think that I believe I think that we're doing a good job. From what I see in my work, the people who come into my field mm-hmm. and the and, and my experience is that all I really can see is devotion to the highest light, our local community planting, reforesting, you know, the cleanest, most beautiful springs and, and rivers. And so I think it's important to not shift into the fear factory and feel like we're not doing enough because we are enough just like nature is enough and through that emanation and through that light within and through the the belief that like we we can do this together as 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 another world of consciousness that um we we are creating heaven on earth here through our little families and our relationships and you know, even if it's just a little veggie garden that we've planted or if it's just a prayer practice that we have once a day, you know, that prayer has a vibrational emanation that is supporting and contributing. Yeah, so <laughs> went off on a little bit of a side story there, but yeah, I feel like it was good. but it was really, really beautiful <laughs> and it landed and I, and I feel um, within me it lands mostly as a polarity and I think it also has to do with you your your land is increasing in light mine is increasing in darkness so it 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 lands and not everything right now is my truth but that is okay um but i hear what you're saying and i deeply believe that and i think that's the, the beauty of cyclical living is that there's space for all of it and it's that natural ascent and descent and you're in the ascent so i'm loving like that life force flowing through you and kind of vibrating and coming up and that's that time of hope that's that that inner spirit that is so needed to take those actions and i do really believe in the ripple effect and it is insane how many people are doing things all on their own and all together weaving in the collective um so that is so so beautiful and what you said there about the frequency and also about that um humanity releasing control and just allowing the natural rhythm of the earth and natural story of gaia herself to unfold it really brought me down into the territory and i'm working it with it deeply myself there's this ancestral lineage like thread that has come alive within me about an ancestor and i believe the way that i receive the energy is that she was from the ancient egyptian times where she went into control like dark not okay right trying to control the forces as you you said like you you can't stand outside of a hurricane and try to stop that well, that was from the part of people that tried to do that. And we all know how that ended when we listen to the stories of Atlantis, when we hear about the fall of ancient Egypt and all of that. And what I just wanted to say and, and give light on here is that I, when you say that we can't give into the fear, this is where we change the story is that when you talk we you you met me well you you kind of went through that you know when when I when that ancestor came to the surface and at first and it feels important to tell the story at first when she came to my my the light of my conscious like uh, into my conscious from the subconscious I was like oh my god I was so afraid of her and her energy was so dark and so destructive um and I think many people are, are stuck in that loop of, oh my God, it's, it's heavy. You know, there is a lot of heaviness. And I was so afraid of her. And I was like, no, go back to the shadows. I don't want to see you. I don't want to have to deal with you or anything like that. 
And then I brought it to our, uh, to the, to the mentorship with you. And you were like, you know, you can heal her. I was like, oh, really? I can. And so the second time when she showed herself, I wasn't ready to heal her myself. So I asked for Anna and Yeshua to heal her. And then just now, a couple of weeks ago, I met her again in a deep uh, meditative journey. And she was in beneath the, the pyramids in a resurrection chamber where she was being tended to by Yeshua and Anna and her whole energy was different. And I felt like, wow, they have been doing so much work on her and they have been healing her energy so much. And at that point, I found myself not in the fear, but in the frequency of the mother. And this is where the dark goddess, the dark mother meets then the light mother, which is not synonym for light and bad, but it's just like that polarity becomes one. And I invited her into my arms and she was like old, ancient, fully thin, you know, near the veil of the end of this life. And I invited her into my arms and I said, you know what, all the things that you've learned, which is a lot in your lifetime, you use it to, to manipulate and to control, which is, it doesn't work. You know, and Gaia, she doesn't allow it. You might do it for a little while, but she doesn't allow it, which is what we're seeing right now. She's like, no, no, <laughs> you don't, you don't get to control that so much. You have to release and trust me, trust my, what you're saying, right? Trust my story. And I invited her into my arms and said, you know what? You can channel all your wisdom through me, but we're going to use it for the Garden of Eden in communion with the earth, in communion with all the realms, the plant realms, the animal kingdoms and all of that. And I think this is something that is important for us as well as when we see something that scares us, maybe initially we'll be like, oh, turn away from it. But also, can we tell a different story? Can we lean in and see the deeper truths? Can we look at it from polarize it? Can we shift it, right? If it's dark, make it light. If it's light, make it dark and see what that teaches us. And I think this is super important. Ah, so much is coming a lot uh, online to really trust also in our own strength. As you said, there are many of us healers doing profound work the grid of peace is strengthening every day. And that's that level of mastery that for sure I learned through working with you for nine months. Um, and that I really invite the people who are listening in to cultivate that for yourself is do not ignore it because that won't help. However, mm -hmm. be so strong in your own channel that it doesn't move your peace, right? But that's the practice that I'm right now also with that so important really working it with can I feel all the pain and still stay in love right and that's that's so important and and I know it's a little bit of a polarity into the into the hope story but I feel that's because I'm going into sewing and like this is the crone time for us here and so it's completely different than with that height of, of spring which is all about the lover and oh you know all both beautiful energies um, but I really wanted to weave in that piece. And there was another thing as well, which is something that I've struggled with for such a long time. And I just want to share for anyone who's like feeling that, okay, I heard that sentence, surrender, trust and surrender so much, but I don't know how to do it. Well, as a body worker, I will tell you, open your body, feel which, um, muscles are clenched, unclench them. That's it. That's all you need to do unclench it and feel it and if you have any tips on that as well on trust and surrender because it's a big catchphrase but uh, yeah yeah so I want to go back on what you said because I felt like there was so much gold in there especially about um just acknowledging firstly that many of us who are here alive and experiencing this human reality we have had previous lifetimes and not all of those lifetimes were love and light you know, we were persecuted and we were the persecutors. And so a lot of our healing journey, and, and I can speak for myself, is that for a long time I felt this energy that I was doing something bad and wrong. Mm. So, you know, like I'm a powerful channel and oracle and I can see a lot in the in the quantum field. And, and you know, when I started channeling some songs and, and frequencies and toning, you know, the frequency would be so high and I'd be like, ah, you know, in that energy. And then afterwards there would be like this energetic whiplash where the frequency would come back into my body. And I was like, shit, I don't feel safe. Mm. 
-hmm. or this energy of like I don't know if that's wrong Mm -hmm. don't know if that's like religious programming some other old templating or whatever but what I learned was you know like we have all had previous lifetimes and we come back into this lifetime once again for our our deepening to to and and to heal you know like you just said I I had this lifetime where I didn't do these great things and I was afraid of that that darkness and I was afraid of you know how far down this way she went in comparison that polarity to where you are now like a priestess of the light and so I just want to acknowledge um, for those listening and, and if this resonates and you're feeling those frequencies in your field of like, you know, potentially of, of having done something wrong or bad or not trusting what you're feeling, that too is okay. And, and, and that you're not bad and wrong. That this is an energy and a feeling that is coming up for many of us because it wants to be healed. It wants our elevated consciousness. It wants our our new awareness. It wants our our love to shine upon it, and that is the work that a lot of us are doing. So I just really wanted to to share that because I feel like it's so important. Um, coming into trust and surrender, I I feel like I've really struggled with this, <laughs> and I feel like this is definitely connected to previous lifetimes as well because when I came across this concept like many years ago surrender to me felt like rape Mm. you know I had this deep mistrust if I surrender I'm not safe and someone will abuse me and I haven't you know like it, it, it just was so big for me that I was like, how do you do that? How do you overcome that? And I just felt stopped and blocked, you know, like every time I did it, because I literally like my body was so tense. Mm. And what's interesting about that is that at that time too, you know, like I ha- held quite a bit more weight on my body and um, I couldn't quite like let it go. And I was eating really well and all this stuff. And, and then the second I started doing more somatic work and, and allowing regulation, like down regulation for my body um, and my mind, that naturally that started to come away because I wasn't holding on so tight as like a protective mechanism. But I had to really work deeply and, and consciously on unraveling this thread of not trusting the surrender and I think that what really helped me as well aside from down regulating my body and and doing a very um pretty strict daily meditation practice was working with an altar Hmm. you know building an altar co-creating with an altar using my altar as a devotional technology in a space where I could come and sit down and hand it over to my altar to be held for me, you know? And I think that oh, it makes me a little bit emotional because, you know, like life can be fucking hard, you know? And then we've start expanding our consciousness and we start realizing that there's all these other lifetimes involved that want to like come on in and get healed too. Um, and then we've got patterning and programming and stuff that we've absorbed from society, family, blah, 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 you know? And so, it can be it can feel a lot and I I didn't I mean my mum and dad didn't t- t- teach me how to trust and surrender to the divine plan you know like as best they could with what they had for sure but doing somatic work and then practicing my altar work day in day out day in day out like literally chop wood carry water chop wood carry water sit at the altar pray pray same 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 you know and it felt like for such a long time i made no fucking progress oops i'm not sure if we're allowed to swear on here yeah <laughs> okay so um and then you know i realized after how long i don't even know but i was like oh, i feel so much lighter mm. and naturally physically my body began to go back into its regular size, you know, and I've had three babies. Um, I've got three, three children and 
and I and I realized that this whole ascension process and, and this deepening of our gifts is really a process of regulation. Actually regulating our, our energy, regulating our mind, regulating our body. And for a long time at my altar, um, I've had Kuan Yin, who's been one of my, my guides, the very first um, female ascended master mentor I had was Mother Mary, very accessible master, master mentor, if you're not sure where to start, she's a great place to begin, the, the beautiful star mother, and you know, Mother Mary was just given to me on a, on a Christmas card that my husband's mum gave to me, and it's just the most beautiful card of, of her with baby Jesus and a huge big, you know, solar um, halo. And it was really simple, you know, my altar at the beginning, um, when I first really started deepening this practice a few years ago. And I literally just had this energy of like, how can I mother myself? How can I allow her to mother me, like spiritually? And all I did was just any time I felt the fear of like surrender or, or whatever, like patterning or emotions or, or feelings or resistance were coming up into my my field, my body, my being, is that I just visualized handing it to her mm. and being like, please, can you hold this for me? I, I, I'm exhausted. I can't even hold it. I don't even want to. It's so hard. And I felt like this handing over to her, that's what helped me trust and surrender because obviously what happened was amazing stuff because I was worried, so I was worried about finances. You know, I'd hand it over, ask for support, pray, and then something amazing would happen. Or I would be stuck with something with my work, you know, not sure where to move, didn't quite have the answer, was totally too in my mind. I'd sit down, do my meditation, my prayer practice, hand it over, boom. I'd be like, oh, I've got an amazing idea. You know, the download would hit. And I'm not saying that this happened every single day, that, you know, I just do one thing, light a candle, and suddenly, like, I had all the answers. It was a deep devotional practice that I still do every day, you know, and it doesn't matter if I'm traveling, it doesn't matter if I'm at the beach with my family, it doesn't matter if I'm not here physically at my home. This devotional technology, this altar practice of handing it over um, is in my heart. And wherever I go and I think that that has been so instrumental to having a support system that is non-denominational like you don't have to be religious or spiritual or any kind of thing to practice this and also just side note you don't have to have an altar in order to connect to the divine either that's just like our birthright we have that access but I think just the ritual and the ceremony and that's the path of the priestess you know like that we we feel so deeply innately connected to because of however many lifetimes prior to this one we've trained and been so disciplined and i think that over time um that actually helped strengthen me spiritually and it gave me a place to learn how to surrender mm. that wasn't outside of me it wasn't i learned how to surrender to my partner or I learned how to surrender because my mentor taught me or I learned how to, you know what I mean? It was just me and my energy, trusting the divine and being like, hand this over, please. And then over time, you know, I expanded myself into a capacity where I'm like, oh, naturally I'll just trust and surrender. And I feel like that too was cyclical living hmm. because naturally we come up, you know, we cycle around through many different similar, similar programs mm -hmm. and it might be scarcity programming it could be health programming it could be um fam familial stuff everyone's got something that we've agreed to on on a higher self level to come into this reality and take a big chunk and be like i'm gonna come and work on this because you know obviously in the higher realms theory is all good but we want to come in and have the practical <laughs> aspect um and i think you know, I believe learning how to trust and surrender, like in that way, is one of the most powerful things that we can do. And it has a huge flow on effect, obviously, like it enhanced my marriage, um, because 
I, I had healed, you know, this deep wounding where like I didn't really know how to trust. So I felt like I was a little bit guarded. Mm. It helped my my flow on into my work because women felt safer in my field. And this is kind of like the subtle realms of like um, the energy work that we do because we, we can sense when someone's done that deep work. And, and our ability, how deeply we can hold ourselves is how deeply we can hold others. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like working through that and just also being real kind to myself. I didn't have a time frame. I wasn't like, oh, by yeah. the 25th of December, mm-hmm. I'm going to have healed my surrender problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, just really being like, okay, cool, here I am, and meeting myself wherever I was mm-hmm. at every day and every moment. Like, okay, cool, I feel like this today, and being like, I too love that. Yeah. Oh, damn, I'm I'm back here again. I'm coming up against the same old fear again. Oh, okay, cool, I love that too. I'm here. What are you here to teach me? It's okay, it's safe, I'm safe, I choose me. I surrender, I hand this over. I actually ask for support. I pray, you know, to heal myself or whatever. And and I feel like that, I mean, like it feels cyclical in a way, like of this huge like death and rebirth energy. And there were times when it felt like really amazing and I felt so close and connected. And then there were times where I was like, I'll just do it quickly because I only have five minutes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. So yeah that's so beautiful thank you for sharing that so deeply and giving such a vivid um practice for the listeners i'm sure that it will be so supportive and even for me you know but this is cyclical living as as i teach it as well as meeting yourself in the moment where you're at and then that piece of like handing it over you don't need to carry it all alone this is definitely a template that has been put on all of humanity, really. I was going to say the fem- the feminine, but actually the masculine as well. They're yeah. carrying a shit ton. And maybe well, we, we can segue into that because you, you, you said about your relationship. And I know that you're very deep into um, sacred union and experiencing that yeah. in this lifetime. And this is something that I'm also very passionate about. And I don't believe that the partner needs to be spiritual mind. It's not at all. Um, but this is also... I I actually don't know where my question is going. I'm just going to feel into what wants to be. Yeah, I think maybe that the piece of like trusting into the arms of the masculine because, yeah. um, you know, we had the whole feminist liberation, which is a little bit masculine bashing going on. Um, yeah. I also myself catch myself using lots of times the term patriarchy, but I'm actually trying to away from that and because yeah. it's too linked with the masculine and we will not empower the masculine we will not heal yeah. our inner masculine if we keep on uh pointing the fault you know it's like that yeah. said you, you're human you make mistakes you have your practice you won't do it every day but by shitting on your head a whole day long because you you only did five minutes instead of 15 yeah. it's not gonna make you want to do that practice more yeah it's gonna make you dread that practice and so it's the same with the masculine opening up to trusting the masculine um also is part of the surrender so if you could speak to that a little bit yeah. and your perspective on it would be really nice. i love this because you know like <clears throat> i don't want to position myself as an authority kind of on anything <laughs> but i'm married to a man <laughs> he's a truck driver <laughs> um i have three sons and they're all very boisterous earthy boys they they're boys they're loud they're, they're messy they're dirty they all have motorbikes and you know they they're into it you know they're busy full-on little dudes mm. um and I love absolutely love being a mother to boys I feel like it just is so aligned for me so I think that part of my role as a, a divine feminine leader is to really empower the masculine mm. and i believe that you know men need to be men mm. you know we absolutely need manly men who yes. who can protect who can fight if we need um you know and who, who can do manly stuff like and yes women are amazing yes we can do everything yes we can be empowered but i don't think i i think that the the overuse of um toxic 
language like the patriarchy toxic masculinity blah 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 honestly i think that that's just a psyop and i think that it's just further division yeah from the the true nature of of these kind of tr more traditional roles that i think work the divine masculine the divine feminine in a divine union mm -hmm. and it is is sacred that's how it's it's supposed to be and at the beginning of my journey i think my husband had had a seed of of light that was planted there by his mum about about god and about a higher power was he completely you know into that when we met not really you know but he had faith um no matter how big or small and over the years of being with him and raising children and stepping deeper and deeper into my work, you know, he's had to learn how to trust and surrender into what is my North Star. Yeah. And there's been times when he's been afraid of my work, you know, because he doesn't understand it. Mm. And so, you know, when he's experienced it and I've taken him into the quantum field, I remember the first time I ever did like a healing with him, he came out of it and he was like, shit. I didn't know that you could do that. <laughs> and I was like, what do you think I do for a job? And he was like, I'm don't really know. <laughs> and, but he was like, but I trust you. Yeah. I've always trusted you. And he's been unwavering on that. He has been the pillar, you know, the rock, the, and, and he's just held that force. Um, that has been you know like the calm in my you know creatrix chaos <laughs> energy um and i think that he too has had to learn as i've deepened into my feminine and what it means for me to trust him to lead from the masculine and it's been a real like ebb and flow because like i'll give you an example i was like um i really want you to to make more decisions and to lead our family all sorts of stuff and he was like i really need you to give me an example because that's a bit wishy-washy you know men are so practical he's like but what do you mean <laughs> and well, i was like okay yeah. yeah like lead where how what do you mean <laughs> where do you and want so me to I'm, go <laughs> yeah like are we going somewhere because you know like obviously <laughs> But so I had to sit with that because I was like, you know, we all want our men to lead, right? And I was kind of like, well, what the fuck does that even mean? Exactly. And so for me, I was like, I want you to make decisions about what we have for dinner mm -hmm. just a couple times a week so that that mental load isn't always on me. You know, we've got five mouths to feed. And day in, day out, when I'm working, he's working, and I've got to think about, okay, I've got to get this out of the freezer, and then blah, 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 and then I've got blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, oh my God, I actually don't even want to do that. Not every day. So I was like, you do it. Just a couple of days. You, you decide, you organize, you cook, you sort it out. He's a great cook, by the way. Better than me. <laughs> and he was like, cool, easy. Yeah. The next night, he's like, sweet, we're going to have pizza. And I was like, uh, I don't really like pizza. And I just, boom, it hit me. I was like, this is a huge template yeah. of control because I'm like, okay, I want you to lead. He leads and then immediately I criticize. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so this divine feminine, divine masculine balance is like, we're not really taught how to do that. So I had to re really be like, I'm so sorry, firstly. My, my programming was to be critical, to not trust you, to control, because that's all I've had to do. You know, I've been in my masculine for so long. Um, a lot of like, I think, high performing women and academics and, you know, like we just do, 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 mm. because we feel safe in that. And that's our masculine kind of like driving force. And that's a powerful place to be, but it's not sustainable mm -hmm. for us to be there all the time. And then when I started handing it over and asking him to lead, the first thing I did was criticize. And so I actually had to learn to surrender to him yeah, and to trust him mm -hmm. and be like, you know, actually, could I just eat pizza tonight? Like, is it really that bad? I'll just make a salad or whatever. And that was a bit, it, it sounds small and insignificant, but it was a real big shift in, in power and also trusting another being 
surrendering over handing over the control and and letting him lead and what's happened as a consequence of that is that he's actually taken more and more and more natural organic leadership of like so many other things in our life and it's actually been so nourishing and supportive for me yeah because I've been able to soften and trust to be like cool he's got that he's got me Mm -hmm. um he can lead our family he can lead our boys and you know like I'm not going to be able to teach our children how to become men Mm -hmm. Mm. I'm not a man Mm. that is literally the role of their father and if children don't have a father then the uncle the brother the the granddad the whatever um there's a really amazing book by an author called Celia Lashley who did a powerful study across New Zealand about like what is actually contributing to making young boys good men and keeping them out of the prison system and, and contributing members into society. And it was having the influence of a strong male. Yeah. Didn't matter how awesome their mum was. I'm not just crediting that, but I think there comes a time in, in a young boy's life where they kind of get to a bridge and that bridge is manhood. Mm. And the only way across it is to be led by another man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, I can't do that for them. And so the more I can empower my husband um, and let them be manly and rambunctious and and and, and empowered in, in the way that men are. And, you know, they just have, men have the most incredible capacity to love. Yeah. You know, they have so much room in their hearts, mm-hmm. biggest hearts in the world. They can literally hold us all in their love. And it's like, how much can we trust and surrender into that love? And I think that too is part of the organic nature that we're a part of. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's so beautiful. And thank you for sharing that light on, on the beautiful men in your life and they're growing up. And as you were speaking about the boys coming into men right now, we're seeing a huge research surgeons of the menarche uh, ceremony which is the first bleed of a young woman and that is being celebrated so beautifully and at the same time men need that too and that's what I see in my I'm 27 turning 28 and that's what I see with a lot of my peers the men they a lot of them are lost because they didn't have that ceremony they didn't have that ceremony that says now you're a man and it is Mm -hmm. so important for for men to be um to also go through that ceremony and there are beautiful ceremonies of many indigenous cultures that we're unearthing right now i really feel a strong call to kind of do some research into the celtic ceremonies of masculinity um yeah but that is also something that we as women we might not be able to do the ceremony because i also feel that that is just like a men only space and um yeah i i also you know a thing thing comes to mind is like the first ceremony i did in a group field is like it was a it was a men's weekend and there was one woman who went in and she kind of pulled up her skirt so that she wanted to like show her see to all the men i don't know why that comes to mind but she wanted to show all that and be like ah you like me and all these men were like what is this woman like no it's not your space this is this is a masculine only space so that but that speaks to that like that feminine energy that wants to be at the center of attention and also be like yeah "Yeah, but I'm the only one that's hurting no we're all healing and the men also have their space and they also need their solo practices and they also need the to unearth their own rituals and ceremonies and as women we can empower them by supporting them uh, like you said, as a friend, uh, as as a lover, as a as a wife, or as a partner, um, or as a friend, you know, totally. And um, what what I've noticed within myself, and that is something that I really am becoming more and more aware of, is that when I speak to my partner, he is so willing to serve me, to assist yeah. me, to keep to to please me, even you know, to make me happy. He's so willing. And when I ask him clear with my normal voice as I'm speaking right now, it's done, you know, unless it's like, okay, it's not practical or it's whatever, right? And it's, yeah. but, but he, he makes it really an effort to make it happen. And I feel so seen and so loved. When I go into 
but baby, I really want to yeah. <laughs> do that voice. Disempowered in Oh my God, yeah, yeah. When I'm like nagging and trying to like manipulate in a way of like, oh, I'm so sad and I really want this. He is not having anything of it. He just gets really cranky and runs away to the other room, shuts the door and I'm like, oh shit, yeah. I really didn't give him uh, that space of like, both of us being in the empowered dynamic and that is something that is very much coming along uh, online for uh, partnerships like that um yeah, yeah and I think you spoke to that as well it's like instead of like criticizing yeah we have that, that criticizing inside of us when they're starting to do something new and at the same time we also have like that naggy little thing I'm gonna have more uh intimate conversations like honestly if somebody would come to you and be like oh, I really wish you'd do more of this. Would you be happy and be like, oh, now yeah. I feel so inspired to do that for you. <laughs> I think as well is that like actually, and what I see a lot in my work is that like women actually just don't even know what they want. Mm. Or they find it really hard to describe. So they're like, oh, I want to be supported by my man. And then I'll be like, cool, what does that look like? Yeah. And they're blank. Yeah. They're like, oh, fuck, I don't even know. Yeah. And so, you know, actually knowing what you want and then being able to ask that is like really powerful. And, and like you said, whenever I ask my husband for something and it's usually like practical things, of course he'll do it. But the second that I'm like, Oh, I really want to be like energetically supported. And you know, he's just like, that just is not practical. He literally cannot yeah. compute. He's like, but what do you mean? I don't, I, it's really hard to give you what you want if you don't know what that is. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing that I did want to share is that we actually have um, just this year in April created a not-for-profit called the Emirali Association. Emirali is my family's name from mm. Ethiopia. Mm. Um, Emma means prince and Ali means of God. Mm. And um, we actually have designed the not-for-profit so that all of the contributions that come into my work um, fund our private association to fund youth groups for young men in our area. Oh. Um, so we actually have already contributed towards some young families um, and the goal is to actually have, um, you know, like track days and car events and teach these young men some life skills around um, motorsport because my husband and my kids are, are you know, deeply into it, as yeah. I am actually myself. Yeah. I have my own yeah. little race car. Um, but that is one of the ways that we, um, you know, like we have, I believe we have a pretty healthy um, family, a pretty stable um, example of, of my husband is a divine masculine being mm. um, and we would love to be able to overflow that into our co local community so that we're contributing toward the up-and-coming um, generation of young men being empowered and knowing that their masculinity is special you know, just as, as and, and we are seeing the rise of the divine feminine, of course, I think that's organic. So, you know, alongside her rise is the true, the king. Yeah. That king code and that that divine family coding. And, and um, yeah, so that's a huge part of where um, my work is moving into. That's so beautiful. I love yes. that. <laughs> so, yeah it's so good i'll put the link in the description box if you want me to thank you that'd be great yeah. beautiful oh this is so so beautiful i think we're, we're heading on to the hour mark and i just wanted to well first of all thank you so much for everything that you shared and i want to ask if there's anything maybe you want to take a little moment to tune into your field to tune into your channel if there's anything else you really wish to speak into the episode before I ask you the final question oh okay <laughs> well you don't have to but <laughs> it's an invitation we'll be here for so much longer <laughs> <laughs> I think the main energy is just to actually trust the divine plan to have hope, to, to tend to your inner garden, 
with with like so much loving compassion and kindness that you know you're we're all doing okay the earth is okay humanity will be okay i i truly believe and have seen um snippets of of the future timelines and know in my whole heart that we will overcome every obstacle um, that we're facing here on the planet and that the the new earth and this um heaven on earth energy that we're all desiring and and, and feeling called to co-create um it happens mm. and soften into that remember that and the most powerful thing that you can do is pray for yourself and for others because from from prayer um, comes peace and from peace comes healing mm. and when we heal we heal ourselves we heal our children we heal our ancestors and we heal we heal the past and we we bring that peace and heal energy into the future and so i just think that you know if i could leave anyone listening with that is is to trust that know that it's actually all going to be okay i think they, i think i just found the title for this episode trust the divine plan <laughs> yes totally <laughs> <That's the> title <laughs> um amazing thank you that's so so beautiful and i feel the peace and love vibrations from it all um yeah so the final question is i like to close the episode with a little um visual that you you can paint the picture of what the world would look like if everybody was living in a cyclical way or living in that way that you just spoke to right praying peace mm -hmm. into manifestation the first feeling that comes into me is harmony you know everyone is attuned to the these energies of harmony you know peace radiates and i feel like this is that most great peace that has been foretold if we if we look back against many religions and ascended master mentors and holy writings you know this most great peace has has been promised and the world is healed our, our oceans are clean our, our waters are beautiful and and we live in alignment to to the planet and into our own holy nature and I think when we live in alignment with cyclical living, you know, I, I feel and see an abundance of organic food, you know, like healthy farming practices, you know, more sustainable ways of, of living. And I also feel that in a ways alongside that is the organic template of technology mm -hmm. where we don't have the the fear or um the resistance against advancing and that that too comes into like a more um, organic cyclic way of being um where we can evolve technologically while still maintaining our connection with with the earth and not um not harming her in any way so i feel like it looks like that and and the other the other word that i feel is reverence a deep reverence for the divine for the earth for mothers fathers and children mm. and that that yeah the the energy of reverence for the sacredness of of it all um, is paramount. Beautiful. I love it. <laughs> Let's move in today. <laughs> yeah. 
Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much, Mel, for this beautiful conversation. It has been, ugh, it moved me so much. And um, yeah, just thank you for taking the time and for speaking your wisdom and sharing it so much. I will link every um, link to your work in the description box for people who are working with you. If you want to take a little moment to say, say which offers you have currently open, you can do so now. Okay, amazing. And maybe just a second, we're recording this in uh, middle of October. So for those are the offers now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at the moment, I have um, a couple of ways that you can work with me. So one of the ways is working on your business, kind of like designing, creating and, and opening up more either if you have a business or you want to create your, your soul aligned business um, or shift your business into a new frequency. I have a, a three month um, group container that is kind of like rolling so you can join there anytime um i actually am for the first time and with huge amounts of resistance <laughs> um leading up to it um am offering a priestess path program had to overcome a lot of um energetic stuff around using that language and and claiming the priestess path i mean and just just doing it with the utmost sacredness um, that is a four-month journey, which I'm enrolling for right now. Um, and this is really, this particular priestess path is actually designed to unlock and open your channel and step into your oracular nature and co-create um, with me and others there um, some grid work, um, hum planetary grid work thing so it, it's a little bit beyond I mean like what I can describe in about five minutes but I feel <laughs> like in in the heart of the person who identifies with that language and who wants to open herself in that way you know you'll know in your heart whether or not that's for you and then I actually have a um a more higher level semi-private training which is nine months called the temple of masters which is a mystery school um training which um i'm not enrolling for at the moment but i will re-enroll next year and it completes with a four-day retreat in new zealand um and that's probably my deepest most profound work it's like a lifetime of curated um sacred geometries and and um information and also traveling into the quantum field too where the temple of masters actually resides and it's just been such a joy actually and such a honor and a privilege to be able to bring these um all three of them from kind of like the the non-manifest world into the manifest world and see how the um it's impacting people's lives like uh, it's just been incredible so i i usually um also have space for one private client a year but i don't actually have any space for that at the moment <laughs> um yeah. i i like to keep my private mentorship really small so only one or two people um and so at the at this stage i don't have any space for that just so that i can stay in align with my my nature and <laughs> my capacity to be able to facilitate and hold powerful spaces for people um so yeah i mean like if anyone is interested, just feel free just to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram and we can have a chat and tune in and feel what feels good. Um, yeah, so those are the ways that you can work with me if you felt guided to. Amazing. Yeah, so with the link to Instagram and Facebook, I'll put it in the description box. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mel, and everybody for listening to the Cyclical Living Podcast. Bye. Bye. I want to thank you for listening to this episode, my love. If you feel inspired to work with me on a deeper level, then I invite you to check out my offers on my website, wildrosemysteryschool.com, or through Instagram, where you can find me as deuce.sarah. For now, sending you much love and cyclical bliss. Bye-bye.